This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This eve of his most glorious triumph, I move that Gaius Julius Caesar be made imperator and granted absolute power over Rome for a period of ten years. As some of you know, Caesar and I have had our disagreements. <laughs> However that may be, he has shown himself to be as wise and merciful in victory as he was invincible in battle. Let this be an end to division and civil strife. I willingly pledge my loyalty to him, and I urge you all to do the same. I heartily commend the motion proposed by Marcus Tullius Cicero. Unanimously. Many of you here today fought against me. Many of you wished me dead. Many of you perhaps still do. But I hold no grudges and seek no revenge. I demand only this, that you join with me in building a new Rome, a Rome that offers justice, peace, and land to all its citizens, not just the privileged few. 
Support me in this task, and old divisions will be forgotten. Oppose me, and Rome will not forgive you a second time. Senators! The war is over. When Caesar says do this, it is performed. Set on. And leave no ceremony out. the press that calls on me. I hear a tongue shriller than all the music. Christ, Caesar. Speak. Caesar is turned to hear. Beware of the Ides of March. What man is that? A soothsayer bids you beware the Ides of March. Set him before me. Let me see his face. Hello, come from the throng. Look upon Caesar. What sayst thou to me now? Speak once again. Beware the Ides of March. 
He is a dreamer. Let us leave him. Pass! of earth, that I am meek and gentle with these butchers. Thou art the ruins of the noblest man that ever lived in the tide of time. Woe to the hand that shed this costly blood. Over thy wounds now do I prophesy like dumb mouths do ope their ruby lips to beg the voice and utterance of my tongue. A curse shall light upon the limbs of men. Domestic fury and fierce civil strife shall cumber all the parts of Italy. Blood and destruction shall be so in use and dreadful objects so familiar that mothers shall but smile when they behold their infants quartered with the hands of war. All pity choked with custom of fell deed and Caesar's spirit Ranging for revenge with Ate by his side, come hot from hell, shall in these confines with a monarch's voice cry, Hammer! And let slip the dogs of war. That this foul deed shall smell above the earth with carrion men groaning for burial. 
friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Lupercal, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and sure, he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withholds you then to mourn for him? O oh, judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar. And I must pause till it come back to me. It is Wednesday, 15th, March, the year of our Lord, 2023. Obviously, those events took place 44 years before the birth of uh, Jesus Christ, but they still resonate down throughout history today. The fall of the Roman Republic. We're going to come back. we got a lot to go through the days. The world's financial system starts to melt down. Remember, the founding generation admired the Roman Republic. That's what they predicated and built the American system on. Cortez, Laura Loomer, Stephen K. Bannon, E.J. and Tony, all next in the war room. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. 
text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hey, the reason, as as long-term viewers of the show know, uh, even at Breitbart Radio, and I always do the Ides of March, and because this is the founders modeled our system not after Greece. We're not a democracy. They didn't model it after Greece. They took elements of Greece and obviously had a great respect for the culture of Greece and particularly for balance as, as the Romans had a great uh, respect for Greek culture. But it was the Roman Republic that we are based upon, founded on, the structure of it, and particularly this aspect of the of the Roman Senate. Let there let this be the end of division and civil strife. Didn't end up like that. It only exacerbated civil strife. And we are in a very, very similar situation today of the fall of the American Republic. And we've got to protect this and pass it on to future generations because it hangs in the balance. And that's exactly where we do the show. To show you how relevant it is, in 2017, a very controversial production of William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar took place with Donald J. Trump as Caesar. Let's have a package. We have Laura Lomer, Laura Lomer and Jack Posobiec. Posobiec could join us in the second hour. Laura's here with us. Let's go ahead and play the package, and I'll bring Laura Lomer in. It's an actor dressed to look just like President Donald Trump as he's assassinated on stage. Look as his character is stabbed to death. And there's no mistaking the Trump connection. Check out the unbuttoned overcoat and red tie that hangs over his waist. It's a staging of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar that is outraging many. The controversial production is taking place here in New York City's Central Park. The staging is being seen as a direct jab at Trump and the controversial political climate in this country. There are other similarities to Trump. Caesar's wife, Calpurnia, bears a resemblance to First Lady Melania. This is how the assassination scene has usually been done. Julius Caesar repeatedly stabbed by the members of the Roman Senate. In the new version, you see a bloodied Caesar, his white dress shirt soaked in blood. There was mixed reaction about this new twist. I didn't like that they made this person who looks like Trump get assassinated. Um, It's not a good message. I don't think it's disrespectful for the president to be murdered on stage. It's not really the president's theater. Everybody knows it's theater. This all comes on the heels of that outrageous image of Kathy Griffin holding the severed head made to look like Trump. She cried during a news conference where she was both defiant and apologetic. That apology absolutely stands. I feel horrible. As the cast took its bow, the audience applauded with a standing ovation. No word from the White House on the controversial production. Liberty? Freedom! Stop the normalization of political violence against the right! This is unacceptable! You cannot... Get off the stage! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. Security... Security, please. You are all 
Nazis like Joseph Goebbels. This is Goebbels. You are all Goebbels. You are inciting terrorists. The blood of these police is on your hands. The blood of these police is on your hands. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Come this way. Sir, Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Nazis, you are Nazis. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. The controversial Central Park production of Julius Caesar with uh, Donald J. Trump and Melania Trump uh, as the central roles, uh, very controversial. You saw there Laura Loomer. Jack Posobiec. Laura, what, what, uh, why did you go and break up a theater production in Central Park done on one of the greatest classics in the canon of the Judeo-Christian West, ma'am? Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. And, you know, this was shortly after President Trump was inaugurated. Uh, the date of this was uh, June 17th, 2017. And it was normalization of political violence against the right. Uh, it was pretty obvious uh, through the production of uh, Caesar and his wife as well that it was meant to look exactly like President Donald Trump. Uh, his wife had a Middle Eastern uh, or uh, Eastern European uh, accent as well. And so, uh, when you have people cheering and clapping and these very overt, uh, violent uh, tones and incitement of violence uh, against President Donald Trump, it normalizes. It normalizes the incitement of, of violence against the President of the United States. It normalizes what I called assassination porn when Sean Hannity actually had me on his show and interviewed me about this uh, after I was arrested by the NYPD uh, for breaking up uh, this assassination porn, as I called it. People have to remember that this production was lionized. I mean, it, it's no doubt that's Trump, and they do an actual. I've seen many stage plays of uh, stage versions of Julius Caesar. This went out of its way to show the bloodiness and the brutality of the assassination. The the, the left wing and progressive crowd in New York City and the and the critics love the fact that it was an orgy of blood. Love the fact that Trump was up there being assassinated like Caesar was. Many times uh, productions try to downplay that a bit. This this emphasized the brutality of the, of the of the assassination. Uh, wh why did the NYPD arrest you? You were just there to 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 voice your discontent of this assassination porn. Why did they arrest you? Well, it seems like we only have uh, freedom of speech and the right to protest for the left in this country. And so I was arrested for what they called a disorderly conduct and trespassing, even though I paid for a ticket. Uh, you see, tickets were sold out. And so I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and waited in the dark in Central Park uh, from 5 a.m. until the show started, because the only way that you could get a, t a ticket was if you paid for a ticket from a ticket scalper. And I didn't realize uh, when I uh, got the ticket until I was seated that I had a front row seat ticket. And so I paid the scalper $500 cash for this uh, this ticket. And I just realized at that, at that moment that uh, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to storm the stage uh, during the assassination scene and ruin the entire production. And then shortly after that, it inspired a string of other protesters to do the same, and uh, the rest of the productions were completely ruined. And then you had sponsors pull out because at the time I was a New York resident. I was living in Westchester. Uh, you know, I had just finished working with Project Veritas, and I didn't like the fact that my taxpayer dollars were going towards funding the New York Public Theater. 
and our taxpayer dollars were being used to promote assassination porn. And it's a it's a threat. I want to remind people that it's a crime in this country to incite violence or even joke about assassinating the president of the United States. You can go to jail for doing that. It's not theater. Before Laura Loomer stepped up with Vasovic, remember, this was a this this was something they were cheering about every night. They loved it. They couldn't have loved it more. They were they were so happy. And this is how President Trump, this was in the summer of 17, I think it was in June, this really kicked off his uh, his administration. Laura, you're indefatigable, as we say. How do people follow you? Uh, you're making spots all the time. You're doing, you're, you're obviously, a, I would say, a Trump supporter. How do people follow you on social media, how they go to the website and figure out how they support your work? Yeah, thank you so much. So my website is loomerd.com. Uh, people can follow me on Getter and Twitter, uh, Gab and Truth Social at Laura Loomer. And uh, absolutely, I am 100% a diehard uh, Trump supporter, always have been, always will be. So I appreciate you having me on, Steve. Laura, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you very much for standing up for President Trump and really the country when you did back in 2017, the summer. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Cortez, we're often we often start in the in the muck of money and power, and uh, but here you see culture. The reason the play of Shakespeare resonates down what four or five hundred years, and the event itself is what two thousand we're sixty seventh anniversary of it today. It resonates. It's about uh, it's about people trying to govern themselves. It's about a republic right. and what happened there. What, what were the elites in Central Park? What were the New York elites trying to do? at the beginning of Trump's term and, and placing Trump as Julius Caesar in that incredibly bloody assassination scene. Yeah. Well, Steve, unfortunately, trying to normalize political violence, which is something the left has specialized in for many decades, but particularly in recent years, where the violence of the left to try to inflict its will, its political will on people, rather than try to persuade people, right, which is what should be done in the American Republic, what was done in the Roman Republic before it descended into uh, an empire and a, and a brutal dictatorship. Instead of persuasion, it's intimidation and threats. And we get that constantly from the left. Um, and we get this constant barrage, this narrative of, of normalizing political violence from the left. It's never acceptable. Uh, wasn't OK on the stage in Central Park. Wasn't OK during the riots of 2020 throughout America that were normalized and accepted, uh, condoned by, by corporate media. Um, and it's certainly not OK today. So, yes, we, we take many lessons from the Roman Republic. We should emulate the best traits of the Republic and also be wary of the slide into oligarchy, because just as it happened to Rome, I believe in many ways it is happening right now in the United States. Now, I still think we can save our republic. I do think it's salvageable, but I also want to give people a sense of urgency because believe me, that window is closing because we are more and more devolving into oligarchy. That window is closing, the clock is ticking, and the hour is late. So I have a sense of urgency about saving our republic. You're going to have a sense of urgency as we come back. Uh, we're going to have a, kind of a special report to break this down, uh, what's happening throughout the globe, as we've told you. Remember, it's all on your shoulders right now. In the next couple of days, they're going to be looking for even more. The reality is that you're guaranteeing even more. You're right. guaranteeing much more than you're being told. You're guaranteeing much, much more than you're being told. And that guarantee is going to pass from you to your children to your grandchildren. The entire system's on fire and the elites are taking care of themselves and let the devil catch the hindmost. Oh, by the way, in their view, you're the hindmost. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back 
Global capital markets, money and power, all of it next in the war room. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. No, it's, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. That's a convicted criminal confessing how easily a criminal can find, forge, and refile your home's title in his name. I discovered that neither my identity theft program nor homeowner's insurance protected me. That's why I chose Home Title Lock, and you should too. You could already be a victim and not even know it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get a free title scan with sign-up. You need to verify your home is still in your name. Then use code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to code Bannon for free 30 days. That's Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We love this country, and we're not about to let this country go. If we don't have election integrity, we can't solve the problem at the border. We can't solve the problem with our children's education. We can't restore law and order if we don't have election integrity. Because I, I really feel every state I go to, people tell me, Carrie, don't stop fighting. We saw what happened in Arizona. We saw what happened in 2020. How long can this go on? We ran a perfect campaign. We had a perfect movement, and we continue to have that perfect movement. Not a darn thing changed other than they stole the election. The movement is still here. All Americans want a secure border. All Americans want to end the fentanyl crisis. All Americans want safety on their streets. These are real basics, and we're about to bring those to the people. You know, anything they don't want us to talk about is what we should be talking about right now. I'm a big believer that the majority of Americans are conservatives. The majority of Americans want common sense solutions to the crazy problems we're dealing with today. Problems that we don't need to have. I'm just standing up here representing the people, giving the government back to the people. Okay, that's a new uh, video from Carrie Lake. I want to make sure everybody gets that and push that out today. Remember, Carrie's absolutely fighting hard, so hard to um, – her case is going to be determined whether in front of the Supreme Court here of the state of Arizona, not the U.S. Supreme Court. I think on the 21st, so in a couple of days, she's putting that out. She's fighting incredibly hard. Let's make sure we support her and push out that video. Uh, let's play uh, – so I want everybody to take it and make sure it's pushed out in, in, everywhere. This is your uh, this is your task today, your task and purpose to get out there and support Carrie Lake as she continues to fight for government as hard as possible. Let's go to um, 
I want to play the cold open. Capital markets are already melting down. Let's go ahead and play the cold open right now. We're bringing uh, EJ and, uh, and Steve Cortez. Watching the market sell off this morning, jitters in the European banking sector dragging down European markets, and it looks to be rippling here into the U.S. futures uh, this morning. Take a look at declines across the board in the European banks. The Credit Suisse booking a 21% loss uh, right now. Uh, the Dow implied move is uh, open of down 530 points at this hour. Allianz and Gramercy advisor and president of Queens College, Mohamed El Arian, uh, joins us now. Mohamed, great to have you with us. Um, Thank you for having me. Uh, what is the concern here that we are witnessing um, the beginning of a full-blown banking crisis where there are impacts of what's going on in Europe on the U.S. and vice versa? I think we're recognizing three distinct things. Um, one is a set of bank management issues and lapses in supervision. So the three U.S. banks yesterday, last week Credit Suisse, which has had problems for a while, that's very specific. Then stepping back, we're recognizing that both the private sector and the public sector haven't adjusted enough to what has been a mishandled change in monetary policy regimes. And you heard the former senator speak to that. And then there's a third element, which is the flip-flopping of the Fed most recently added interest rate volatility to a situation that already had economic and financial fluidity. So these three things have come together, and the equity market is realizing what the bond market has realized for the last few days, is that it is not just one or two institutions. What we saw in one or two institutions mm -hmm. is exposing something much bigger that we have to reprice to, including that banking is changing because of what's happening right now. Okay, let's go to Steve Cortez. Uh, Steve, there's a lot of balance sheets that are going to have their, their, their bottom blown out on this, correct? Talk, talk about what the basic problem is and why this is caused by Biden inflation, the overspending, and the Federal Reserve's uh, what they did, because this is not about woke. Woke is very important, and a lot of these institutions, particularly uh, the Silicon Valley Bank, totally woke, inappropriate controls, Management right. team that had a board of directors knew some all this, but that's not the central heart. The central heart of this is much deeper. Exactly correct. And and there are a lot of problems that were particular to Silicon Valley Bank, but there are also <coughs> systemic problems that are not at all particular to that bank. Uh, that that are in fact system wide within banking, and that's why banks are getting rinsed in terms of their stocks. You know, right now as we speak today, right now uh, the Dow Jones is down over 500 points. Credit Suisse, the the, the Swiss bank, is the newest. Uh, victim of the sellers. It's all the way down to $2. To put that in context, by the way, that stock was worth over $70. It does trade here in the United States. It was worth over $70 pre-financial crisis. It is now trading at $2. Uh, that's because Biden's inflation is not just a California problem or an American problem. It's something that, in fact, has been exported to the entire world. So the, the crux of the problem here, okay, what's really going on with banking is that Biden's inflation is so out of control that bonds that were previously considered to be safe and boring, treasury bonds, have been absolutely tanked. Last year, 2022, was the worst year for T-bonds in the history of the United States. The long end of the bond market lost 18% in a year. That is totally unprecedented. It's almost twice as bad as the second worst year ever. 
and making portfolios even more toxic, Steve, it's not just that bonds were crushed. Bonds were crushed alongside stocks, which is not supposed to happen. Bonds typically are the insurance policy. Uh, they are regarded as the boring part, the stable part of your portfolio. And if stocks get wrecked, which they did last year, normally your bonds perform well and give you some measure of safe harbor. The exact opposite happened because of stagflation, because we have massive inflation without growth under Joe Biden. So portfolios were wrecked, including the portfolio of SVB and Signature Bank. And now financial markets are understandably extremely nervous about what is the next portfolio to be wrecked. Uh, it seems that for today, it's CS. But the reality here, Steve, is that the inflation that was unleashed by Joe Biden, and, and how did he unle unleash that inflation? He attacked domestic American energy, right? The golden goose. He attacked American domestic energy production. Secondly, the exorbitant level of borrowing and spending, an absolute orgy of fiscal profligacy uh, from Joe Biden that was enabled by Republicans on Capitol Hill. Those two massive policy failures, resulted in absolutely out of control inflation. And Steve, as we have been warning on, uh, warning about on this show for the last year, those bond losses matter far more than what's going on in the equity market. That's concerning to be sure, the volatility in the equity market, but the bond losses are what really, really matter to Main Street. They're what tanked SVB, Signature Bank, and we don't know how many other banks to come. Let's bring in E.J. Antoni, though, from Heritage. He also works with Steve Moore's group. You're the numbers guy. You know, you're head of analytics. It's just not these banks. It's the Federal Reserve's sitting on – we've talked about this before. McCaddis did this analysis. The Federal Reserve is sitting on over $1, over $1 trillion in losses, E.J., and you're now reporting – you've come to us and saying that the FDIC, the insurance policy itself – of which the deplorables and MAGA is, is guaranteeing underwriting, you're saying that also has potentially has massive losses in it, sir? Steve, that's, that's exactly right, because the very things that you guys were just talking about, how these treasury bonds have lost so much value and that that was such an integral part in bringing down SVB, guess where the FDIC's money is kept? In those same bonds, medium and long-term treasuries. So treasury notes, treasury bonds. So now the, tre now the uh, FDIC is going to have to liquidate some of those holdings in order to pay off these uninsured depositors. And as it liquidates those holdings, that just means it's going to be selling them at a loss. So not only is the FDIC going to have to uh, increase fees enough to cover all of those depositors, it's also going to have to increase its fees enough to cover all of its losses. So it, talk to me about this, because the, before the Treasury would actually be kicking in, I don't know, 50 to $100 billion, or excuse me, the, the Fed in profits, $50 billion a year, 100. How is the American, is this going to be added to the bill, the $6.8 trillion, the, the $1 trillion loss? And, and how do we know, since the deplorables, the Biden administration has, give, has made MAGA or the American citizens, the, basically the guarantors of the FDIC, when are we going to find out? Why can't the FDIC just tell us how much, what's the losses right now? I think what's concerning people, nobody knows what reality is. Nobody knows what's really out there, and every day you get a different number. Daily Mail's got a story up from last night that it's not $600 billion, and I'll get to Cortez on this in a second. It's not $600 billion of unrealized losses on the balance sheet of banks. It's actually $2 trillion or, or more. So, so how can we actually get our arms around 
what is the financial condition actually of the banking system and what's the financial condition of the people supposed to oversee it, the Federal Reserve itself and the FDIC, when we don't know if they're hiding or are sitting on maybe losses they don't even know or haven't calculated yet? Well, I mean, Steve, this is part of the nightmare of fractional reserve banking, where banks keep deposits, except they don't actually keep them, right? They lend out most of the money that you give them. That is the only reason why bank runs are even possible in the first place. But in terms of actually trying to calculate the unrealized losses here, that's incredibly difficult to do, precisely because they are unrealized. We don't actually know until we go to sell these different assets how much they are worth. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why it's so preposterous when the Biden administration, for example, in their budget, tries to propose things like taxes on unrealized capital gains. You have no idea how much those assets are actually worth until you go to sell them. The government wants to literally just assign values to these things to try to get more tax money out of people. I mean, the whole thing from beginning to end is just a complete nightmare. But how can this is why is the banking committee? I mean, we had uh, um, Senator Vance was on yesterday. <laughs> he had had a meeting with the FDIC. They couldn't even tell him yesterday. Or had I guess he had the meeting on Monday. Uh, what even the guarantee was? How do we find out? I mean, you're the top analytics guy over at Heritage. How do we actually find out, or how do the Republicans in the House, like today, find out even what the regular the regulators? Because the FDIC insurance is everything. We have just right now with Signet Bank and with uh, SVB almost a quarter trillion dollars of guarantee of guaranteed deposits. And, and as the Wall Street Journal reported on on Monday, we've essentially guaranteed $19 trillion of deposits. The people are supposed to oversee that. The Fed has over a trillion dollars of unrealized losses on their balance sheet. The FDIC clearly does because you say they hold these in government securities. What is your recommendation? How do we actually get our hands around the, the American government's aspect of this, of what we actually, how deep a hole is it for our government? Oh, well, first, everything needs to be made public. All of these details, you know, the, the FDIC, the Federal Reserve, everyone needs to come out with public accounting reports that detail where what their positions are and the mark to market of literally everything on their balance sheet. And in terms of what should we be doing, we should be allowing these institutions to fail. You know, people don't realize, I, I understand that, that deposit insurance only covers the first 250000 but a lot of people don't realize is that you can still get private insurance to cover additional deposits beyond that 250000 yes. The people at SVB chose yes. not to do that. That is on them. This is the equivalent of me choosing not to buy flood insurance for my house, and then I have a flood that destroys the building, and I want the taxpayer to cover it. Absolutely not. We are, we are continuing to keep... Uh, gains privatized, but we are socializing the losses. The moral hazard that is being created here cannot be overstated. In other words, we are encouraging people to take increasingly risky financial positions, including ones that they know are eventually doomed to fail, but will give short-term profits. Okay, EJ, if you can just hang on for one second, bring Steve Cortez in. We'll take a short commercial break. We've got some other economic analysis you're going to want to see. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, 
but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're putting up stuff on Getter all night long, all day long. We're doing the live streams, all of it. Make sure you can download it for free. It's simple. I can use it. You can use it. Make sure you download it today. Um, Steve Cortez, what EJ's just telling you, you got the Federal Reserve. The the people supposed to regulate this are sitting on massive losses. What's your observation of that? No, here's the problem, Steve. Again, it is systemic. It's not just a matter of mismanagement from SVB. And there was certainly some of that. Right. Um, And as you correctly note, uh, don't turn woke into the enemy here. Okay, corporate cultural Marxism is garbage and it is a significant problem for our society. However, that is not why the banking system is in trouble. It's not because these management teams were too woke. It's because of Biden's inflation. So please don't be distracted. Don't don't fall for diversions. Uh, don't don't major in the minors. What matters here is Biden's inflation. Biden's inflation is inflicting misery upon the United States economy. In fact, upon the global economy, and the banks are bearing the brunt of it. That is the reality right now. So so you know, focus there. This is a system wide problem because of Biden's inflation. It's why, by the way, Steve, as we've been saying for months and weeks, really since we won the election for the House of Representatives last November, that the GOP House must hold the line on debt limit negotiations, debt ceiling negotiations. It is more imperative than ever, given this current crisis that we're in in America. EJ, how do how do we have a situation where they're saying the regulators are saying there's six hundred billion dollars of unrealized losses. And these professors have done this art, done this analysis that's up on Daily Mail that says there's over two trillion. I mean, how are the American people supposed to trust anything if this these these are not marginal differences? These are massive differences. How are people supposed to get their own ha- their own just heads around about where we really stand? Well, Steve, I mean, I think the regulators have proven time and time again, and so have the people who are supposed to be doing oversight, that they really have no idea what they're doing and that they are constantly asleep at the switch. Every time we have one of these crises, we see yet again that there was a failure on the part of government 
to do precisely what they allegedly are, are supposed to be doing. And one other thing uh, to, to, uh, to tack on to Steve's point about this all being because of, of Biden's inflation, you know, the clip you played earlier from CNBC uh, where the host was saying that we are in the beginning of a banking crisis, we are not in the beginning of a banking crisis. We are in the middle, possibly the late stages. The beginning was when the Federal Reserve kept interest rates at zero for far too long and far too low. And the only reason they did that was so that the government could spend trillions of dollars it did not have. And that is what caused all of this inflation, as you and Steve were were saying earlier. That is what lit this fire. We are not all of a sudden just in the beginning of a banking crisis now. We're in the middle of it. How do how does how does the how does these regulatory agencies and Biden just make this audience the guarantor of 19 trillion dollars of deposits? Is that constitutional? Is it legal? Can they actually do it? And why is it not being challenged? Well, you know, there's there's a question of whether the entire Federal Reserve is even constitutional. But that issue aside, the Federal Reserve has been given a tremendous amount of leniency when it comes to regulating the banking system and also trying to maintain stability in the financial system as a whole. And so they are using that uh, as the excuse, if you will, to be able to do this. You know, can this be challenged in court? Absolutely. The difficulty there is that by the time this finally works its way uh, by, by the time a challenge that is finally works its way through the court system, the crisis is likely going to be over anyway. And at that point, there's no way to put the toothpaste back in the tube. I'm not so sure about that. EJ, how do people get to you? You're doing fantastic work. People need to, particularly if you go to the find out from the FDIC how underwater they are. Uh, where do people, uh, how do people track you down? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Real EJ Antoni. EJ, thank you very much. Fantastic work. Look forward to having you back on. Thank you for having me. Cortez, we got other bad news uh, today. Walk through. Yeah. You've got some economic analysis that's, uh, that'll eventually roll into capital markets, but, but walk us through the economics. Right. And yeah, unfortunately, the hits keep rolling. And by uh, by hits, I mean shots to the head economically. We got terrible retail news out this morning. The whole retail sector has been incredibly troubled because of Biden's inflation. Uh, so let's look at a couple of charts here. I first want to show on chart number one, this is small cap stocks. And, you know, we talk a lot about the Dow. Uh, it is generally the barometer that most folks watch. But the Dow is multinationals. It's very, very global. This is the Russell 2000 small cap index. The ticker is IW. And it's a much better read, really, on what is happening on Main Street, because these are almost totally domestic names. This is a better reflection of the Main Street economy. The chart I'm showing there goes back three years. So I'm taking you back to the lockdown lows uh, in the spring of 2020. And what you can see there is the Trump boom 2.0, okay, as the country was reopening, as we were emerging from the lockdowns, the economy was on fire without inflation. Biden takes office uh, in January of 2021, and the IWM is at $215. It is getting crushed today, down 2% plus on the day, and it is all the way down to $171. So the reality of Main Street right now, as reflected by small cap stocks, is that the American economy is in serious trouble and worsening. If we go to chart number two, this is the retailer sector particularly, okay? And this is back uh, a year and a half. This is XRT, which is the ticker for the most traded uh, exchange-traded fund group of retail stocks in America. As you can see, that, that sector has been almost cut in half in the last year and a half 
under Joe Biden. So retail is in tremendous trouble. Why? Because the consumer cannot handle this inflation, the same inflation which is now plaguing the banking sector. So it is systemic, it's pernicious, and it is worsening. That is the reality right now. Hence, the sense of urgency, Steve. You know, once again, there's a lot of reasons that we need to be urgent as patriots of this country to reclaim our republic from the oligarchs. And, and one of the reasons for that urgency is the economic storm that we are in, the created crisis that was created by Joe Biden, along with a lot of collaborationist Republicans, permanent Washington fools on Capitol Hill, who enabled and emboldened Biden to pursue this inflationary path, which is impoverishing America and which is putting our entire banking system at risk. Okay, short commercial break. Steve, if you can hang over with us, we got Natalie Winters, Jack Basobic's going to join us uh, because I want to. I thought the consumer, they've been telling the consumer was holding up everything. Short commercial break, ninety seconds. Hang in there. Be back in a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 